We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Ravens are five and a half point underdogs ahead of their Christmas night clash against the San Francisco 49ers. And second year safety Kyle Hamilton took exception to being overlooked during his Wednesday press conference. Yeah, it was pretty clear, Sarah, that both Kyle and the team are using this whole underdog role as fuel for potentially being doubted here. And he even went as far as to say that they feel a little disrespected. I sure did. We'll get into that. I am Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Thursday, December 21st, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault presented by our friends at GEHA. All right, buckle up if you aren't already because ESPN's Dan Orlovsky did not hold back mid-Lamar Jackson debate with Shannon Sharp. And Sarah, he said something straight up to Unk's face that had Ravens Nation, at least those on Twitter, all super fired up on Wednesday. Skull emoji after this one. All right, plus we have a bunch of news nuggets coming from Wednesday's practice, including which Baltimore tight end is no longer a part of the team's practice squad, and what is the deal with Zay Flowers with rumors swirling about his health? Yeah, we've got all that and more coming up, so thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. So, like you said, second year, sophomore, man, outspoken, I guess, these days. Kyle is typically super chill, super level-headed, super, like, not click-worthy, I would say, just in terms of what he says at the podium. That was not the case on Wednesday, Sarah, when when he basically was asked, look, you guys are five-and-a-half-point underdogs, like you said in the intro. Yet you're sitting at 11 and three. You're on the road against San Francisco. What do you make of this? And I think he speaks for how the locker room feels. Here he is. I think yes and no. Uh, I think internally we don't feel that way. Uh, externally, I don't know what it is, whether it's, I don't know what it is, but whether it's the lack of primetime games we've got or whatever. But I think um, the 11 and threes are not created equal right now um, in terms of the 49ers versus us. And, um, we feel a little disrespected by that. Uh, I feel like we are the best team in the league, and 
Uh, we got an opportunity in front of the country to show it. Oh, baby, let it begin. Coming up on Monday night, of course, 8-20 kickoff. Out there on the West Coast, we'll have our pre- and post-game shows, as always, on Christmas night. But what'd you make of that from, from the second-year safety who's playing at an all-pro level, mind you? It's funny because even with the way he said it, he was still even kill. So his yeah. voice is like <laughs> the opposite of ours. And of course, that's why we're in content creation, very dynamic up and down and get excited and come down. So his is very monotone, but it's the words, right? So when he says, the question was like, do, do you embrace the role of the underdog? Well, we'll get to, to Lamar Jackson's response to that, but where he's like internally, no, meaning... Like, we don't see ourselves as the underdog. That's the funny thing, and I love that. I love it. Like, they see all those those stars over there, and I asked Roquan about all those stars, and he's just like, what are you even asking me right now? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, so internally, we don't feel like underdogs, but externally, other people do. Now, here's the funny thing, Bobby. Five-and-a-half-point underdogs isn't really that bad when you're going across the country and you're on the road. So if you're like a if you're like a three point underdog on the road, it usually means like it's a 50 50 toss up. So to add in two and a half more points, it's not that big of a deal. So I saw some people on Twitter be like, oh, relax, you're only five and a half. And I'm like, no, don't relax. Use the Michael Jordan strategy, right? Like look for an edge and fuel for wherever you can. And you had said like um you think he speaks for the team. And I think you're right, especially a certain segment of it. Like John Harbaugh was even asked at the beginning, like, do, do you use this as part of the me <laughs> message that you're the underdogs? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's been mentioned. It's been mentioned. And that's Smart. about as far as Harbaugh's <laughs> going to go. Uh, but, yeah, they they do not like it. They don't like it. I promise you that. No, and remember, too, I shared this stat with you earlier this week, and maybe if you're superstitious, you like this, maybe you don't, I don't know. But Monday Night Football underdogs, for whatever it's worth, have won outright seven games in a row, and that's the longest streak in Monday Night Football history. And as we're talking about, the Ravens are current underdogs for this upcoming Monday night. Take that for what you will. Uh, here's how Roquan feels in terms of what his confidence levels are, and who did this come from in the locker room, this little clip? Jameson. Hensley, Jameson Hensley. ESPN, you can check out his Twitter account for where this was, but uh, you know Roe ain't backing down in the confidence department. So for only the second time this year, you guys are underdogs. How do you, like, how do you kind of take that, that role? Uh, I think people have jobs. Uh, whatever ratings or whatever betting sites there is, I think they have jobs, so they have to come out with something. But at the end of the day, I have the utmost um, respect and the utmost trust in every single guy I go to war with, and they don't change this Sunday. I'm betting on us 10 out of 10 times, 11 if you want to add one. <laughs> so there's the camera angle that you had in video, and then for the audio-only folks, he's still rocking that thermal gear that he had on with us during Tuesday's conversation with him on up right here on the vault, but... Uh, I love the photo here that Jonas Schaefer snapped of him from a different angle because he's looking like a dog. He's looking <laughs> like he's got tunnel vision on. Nothing else matters. Who cares if, if, if it's Christmas night? Who cares if we're underdogs? We're going in there with one mindset and one mindset only, and that is why not us? I mean, quote, I'm betting on us 10 out of 10 times. That's a dog quote from Roquan. We've all, we've all grown far too familiar with that kind of mentality from him. Well, and it's funny because some of these questions that aren't even meant as disrespect, but I was thinking about this the other day because we had him on the show and I start naming off 
all the stars on the 49ers offense, right? McCaffrey, Debo, Purdy, who's in the MVP conversation, uh, you know, a solid offense. So I'm naming it all off, but I'm doing it more as like an X's and O's thing. And all he's hearing though is like, who cares? Who, like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? Well, we have Roquan, we have PQ, we have Matabike, we, you know what I mean? We have Hamilton, da, 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 da. And so it's like when you get peppered with those questions nonstop of like, what about this? What about that? What about this? Then it's like, oh, like you don't even, it's not even really done on purpose, but it's, but to them, they're hearing it. You're talking about all this because you think it's going to be a handful and you're not so sure that we can yep. handle it. We'll yep. take it from me. We can handle it. And that's the, only way to go into this. Yeah. Marlon Humphrey sure knows this is going to be a clash of the Titans. He was talking about, he was asked about, I should say, the hype entering week 16. Quote, I think it'll probably be the game of the year. I'm excited to be a part of it. So not only do you have Monday Night Football where it's all eyes on you in primetime, not only is it the two best teams in the league by most people's estimations, but it's Christmas night. Christmas used to be an NBA slate of games. Now, the last couple of years, the NFL has experimented with it, and I'm expecting this one to be major, major viewership. So, yeah, it, it, I would be excited as well because, again, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got the competition. It's got the implications for both teams and their respective conferences. It's got the Monday night slate, and it's got Christmas where everybody in America pretty much and across the globe is going to have a chance to watch this one. And that was that was Hamilton's point, right? Where like, because he did later say, he's like, we take it with a grain of salt. It's not like it's like driving them crazy, but they do use it as fuel. But then he said, he said, we believe we're the best team. Mm -hmm. Like that's a bold statement a couple days away from the other 11 and three team. Again, he said oh, yeah. it monotone, so it doesn't pop out as much. He's like, but we believe we're the number one team and we have a chance to prove it. Christmas Day in front of the country. So that's another reason why, even if this wasn't another 11 and 3 team, this is still Christmas Day. This isn't given to just anybody. I mean, it's it's big stakes. So Lamar Jackson, we all know what he prefers. He was asked about do you embrace the underdog role? Lamar, there's been very few games where so called experts aren't picking you guys to win. Uh, you guys you guys embrace that. Cool. So I wouldn't have took us. I like being an underdog, you know. Um Oh no! I like we. I believe we play better when we're doubted and we're not. You know, people not choosing us to win the game. I feel like we play better all the time. So, just do it all the way to February. <laughs> and how do you feel about this being a potential Super Bowl preview, Lamar? There's some talk about this could be a Super Bowl preview. What do you think about that? Psst. Super Bowl is in February. We're in December right now. We got to focus on Monday night. <laughs> Always focused. Always focused. We're in December. Super Bowl's in February. What are you talking about? It's perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. Complete tunnel vision from him. Wouldn't expect anything else um, for those answers. And I, I love his body language and <laughs> some of the, the initial responses. Like he's giving you two thumbs up to the whole like underdog thing. Yeah. You know, don't don't let him don't let him talk about us as the favorites, right? Like we don't want to be talked about, which is an interesting case study depending on how everything works out over the next month or so into the postseason. But, but yeah, and that's exactly what you expect from QB1. And I think, again, that's, that's a – yeah, look, you know, you, you can think internally like Kyle shared with you that, that you're the best and you're top dog. Um, but you can also enjoy, from Lamar's perspective, he's seeing this having been through this before as the top dog. Mm. Uh, I'm sure he's got, you know, that experience box checked. 
but that doesn't mean that he's saying those types of things internally. Let's be honest. <laughs> Definitely not. But so he's, he's cool. Come and collect in front of the cameras. We got to rewind a little bit. Remember in Jacksonville, I thought this was cool. The answers. So in Jacksonville, that first drive, there was clearly problems with his helmet being able to hear the play calls coming down to him. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, the, the cameras pick that up and you hear them trying to like communicate back and forth. But, uh, finally on Wednesday, they were able to ask Harbaugh what was going on and what Lamar, what was going on for him. Talk about calm and collected, but here's Harbs and then we'll go to Lamar. Kind of late, like early in the game, we didn't have our, our helmet and, uh, and it was operating with T basically signaling the signals, you know, like with sign language. I didn't know Lamar knew sign. They have their own sign language, I guess. And uh, they were able to get those plays in there before we could get the helmet in. Lamar still, you know, kept it kept it smooth. It operated without any real panic. You know, he's got a real a real flair for being, you know, calm in those kind of situations. Same time. Oh, it wasn't it wasn't really stress. Uh, headphones just went out. First, it was the first play actually. Um, I was just trying to get a get a number or whatever on the wristband. I think I was calling my own plays pretty much because. I was calling the wrong numbers off the wristband, and we was just moving the ball, so it, it worked in our favor. To be to be honest, it was cool. I managed it well. Hey, if he's got that kind of comfort level and that type of situation on an island, just shows you. Honestly, it shows you how far he's come. Shows you how much confidence he has in this offense. Are you kidding? That's like the more I think about this, thinking out loud right now. Yeah. For a guy who like wanted the wristband to be involved, right? When when Todd, if you go back to the earlier part of the season or training camp when Todd training was kind of pushing him, you know, pushing him to to not use it so that he can be so it can become more of a second nature thing. But Lamar's like I have I have more of a comfort level to it. He went back to it at points throughout the season. I mean that just shows you how much this thing is ingrained in him, this this new scheme. I, that's that's super encouraging. I'm just going back to that first drive because he said that they moved the ball, and I was like, yeah, I think they did. I'm just going back to it now. That first drive where he was calling all the plays, I mean, they were trying to give him the signals for the number, but he's saying I was calling I was calling the wrong one, so essentially I was calling my own plays. They did had 11 plays, so that lets you know how long they were out there. 11 plays, um, 76 yards. There was one – uh, negative 12 penalties. So that hurt them. So, and then it ended up in a field goal. So they stalled out, but he moved them calling plays on his own for 11 plays, 76 yards in a field goal. That's that is crazy. a, that's a testament to how far he's it's come a, within this offense. I'm telling you it's part personality, but I also think it's a skill that can be learned to learn how to keep calm under pressure is so underrated, which is one of the reasons why, uh, um, they call them Joe cool. Like there is like, there is a nice element when you see your quarterback yelling at people and this and that. And I, it's nice when that flip is switched, but at the same time, when you're the guy where everybody's relying on you for communication, like you have to keep calm. And so to do that under pressure, man, I, I want to keep working on that. I want to just keep calm under pressure to keep things moving on a right. 76 yard drive. But is there any surprise just based on how no. he acts? When when things break down in the huddle, or I'm um, sorry, in the pocket, like when when yeah. guys are when 300 plus guys, six five, six six, you know, six four, whatever, are coming after him. Miles Garrett, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker. In recent weeks, like the guy that shows so much patience, so much poise that it doesn't surprise you in the slightest. It doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, so anyway, 
Last thing from pressers, Bobby, before we move into the next section, just because it's Christmas time, Harbs was asked for his Christmas list. I can get on board with this list. I would just say that we all, you know, really try to remember, you know, that uh, the Advent message, you know, and the idea that there are great and amazing, incredible things going on. And, and just the very fact that we have life and the very fact that we, you know, we have something beyond that, you know, that is eternal. And... Uh, that we're all here together for a reason, to live together, you know, in, in peace. You know, let's, uh, that's what I would say. Let's try, let's try to get along, you know. Let's try to get along for a week. See if we can pull that off. You know, that'd be nice. So, but I guess that would be it. And, and a win, that, you know, those two things. <laughs> World peace and a win. How about that? <laughs> okay. I'm not sure in that order. No. <laughs> <laughs> not sure in the order. World peace and a Ravens win on Christmas Day. I feel like we. I feel like that'd be good. I'm good with yeah. that. Yeah, that, that was well done there. I think maybe if it's the off season, he, he'll care more about the order. But for yeah. now, it might it might come with a win first. <laughs> to be honest with you, because <laughs> world peace. That's an awfully. Uh, that's that'll a bring lofty peace goal. In right his, peace in his life, I'm sure. <laughs> that is a lofty goal. Before we continue and hear Dan Orlovsky go after Shannon Sharp a little bit, even if it was playful. This episode is brought to you by our friends at GEHA, and for over 86 years, Government Employees Health Association has offered medical and dental benefits designed to meet the unique needs of federal employees and retirees, military retirees, and their families. And with over 2 million members and growing, GEHA continues to serve those members and families who serve all of us every single day. Government Employees Health Association, your friend in federal since 1937. They know federal because they only provide benefits for federal GEHA Federal Drive presents is presented, excuse me, by GEHA Government Employees Health Association, proudly providing health and dental benefits to federal employees and their families for 86 years. You can visit geha.com to learn more. This got a lot of reaction online Wednesday, didn't it? It definitely did. <laughs> Certainly did. And before we fast forward, we have to rewind. Thanks to one of our subscribers who follows us on Twitter at God's Dreamer, who tagged us in a couple different clips here. Which I appreciate, by the way, just a shout out for all of our listeners. Like, I feel like a lot, it's, I mean, we do watch a lot of stuff. We try to keep on the beat, but it is so helpful when people tag us on Twitter and be yeah. like, check this out, check that out. So keep that coming. Sorry to interrupt, but I just want to give a little plug. If you guys hear something that you think we'd be, would fit the show, let us know for sure. Oh, yeah, which is why I quote tweeted when you put up the screenshot yeah. of, of reaching out to Steve Young, one of your heroes, who obviously has a great perspective for the 49ers. And we're kind of, you know, we've, we threw a shot in the dark with you with you reaching out to have him on the show this week. It just fired me up because it's just you and I. We don't have a producer. We mm -hmm. don't have an editor. We don't have a booking agent. We don't have any of that. Mm -hmm. So there's only so many hours in the day. You have four kids. I'm grow I'm trying to grow multiple things at once here. So, yeah, I'll just second that hard. If you guys ever have content ideas, whether it's Baltimore Ravens Vault at gmail.com, whether that's through DMs, whether that's through tagging us, whatever it might be, super helpful, goes a long way for us. So we got tagged in one clip here, and we shared it with you on Wednesday's Morning Vault, but we got to share it with you now just because this had everybody going at first, and it was Shannon Sharp's blunder, an error, even if it was on accident, coming off the Sunday night game against the Jaguars, being unable to <laughs> accurately say where Kyle Hamilton was that night. In the corners, you still have Marlon Humphrey back mm -hmm. there. 
even though your free safety Hamilton didn't play, we know he's a playmaking uh, uh, free safety. All right, not to beat a dead horse. He was one of the best, if not the best players on the entire field that night. Clearly had that wrong. It was on his nightcap YouTube channel with Ocho Cinco there and Dion as his guests. Okay, Dan Orlovsky, again, we got tagged in this. Thank you to, to those of you who helped out in this department. But when when he and when I'm sorry, back on the ESPN airwaves, when Dan Orlovsky and um, Shannon Sharp were debating the MVP conversation, Lamar's came Lamar Lamar's name came up. Shannon had his doubts about what Lamar's done this year, and Dan had a message for those doubts. Uh, moments, but you're talking about, four, hold on, high is 14 or 24, less than 200 yards passing, one touchdown and one interception is comparable to 242, two, uh, four touchdowns with no turnovers. Watch the games? Watch the watch, games and watch I, Lamar play? How many I'm plays does Lamar Lake make out of nothing last night? Okay, so again, <laughs> that clip, I know, that was wild. The clip was given to us. We were tagged by at God's Dreamer on Twitter, DRMZ, huge supporter of ours. So appreciate you. He's down there in Virginia. Appreciate you, brother. Um, but your reaction right there, I think, speaks for a lot of Ravens Nation who saw this. And Dan, <laughs> I don't even know that. I, but I don't even know. But sorry, Bobby. Go go ahead. No, 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 you no, say? no, no. Go ahead. I'll react to it. I don't even know if Dan knows the background to how people are feeling about Shannon Sharp in Baltimore, right? The background is, is he's been not talking great about Lamar all season. And then he, the way he comes about it for months now, it's been like, are you even watching the games? And then the day before they have this debate, that's when he makes the blunder about saying that Hamilton didn't play when he was one of the best defenders on the field. And so it's like everybody was already thinking he doesn't watch the games. Then he has that blunder, which makes it seem even more that he for sure doesn't watch the games. Then the next morning they have this debate. So it's it's hilarious because I don't think Dan even knows the perception and still delivered that line because it's like he was he was he was arguing because I guess Shannon used to be an MVP voter which I did not know but he revealed on that during that segment we didn't play it but he revealed it on that segment and so he's like I know how MVP voters vote and he was talking stats 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 and then he's like so then he's like how else am I supposed to you know choose it and that's when he's like watch the games and I <laughs> It's just the background of what's been going on that makes it so funny. And I, and honestly, I think it was like a, a more innocent comment from Dan than he even knows. But he doesn't know the background to it. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I mean, let's not forget, Shannon has you blocked on Twitter. So to think just because he has millions of followers that he doesn't see this stuff, I think he sees a lot of it. I think he's very aware of what's going on. Dan, to your point, probably right. isn't. Right? right, because it's probably not within his stratosphere, within his mentions. It sure is mm -hmm. now. It sure <laughs> is now, and I'm wondering if he's like texting Shannon, like, "Yo, I didn't mean anything by that, bro." Just so you know, but but it was pretty funny. Like the timing of this was actually, to your point, pretty hysterical. And I think everybody was still running hot about the Kyle comment, right? So when this came to yeah. fruition, oh, it was it was too too good not to tweet that thing out. And so DRMZ was all over that, and, and we're glad for it. So. Anyway, I'm sure there will be continued to, you know, we'll continue to have content. I'm not blocked by Shannon shockingly yet. We're following that story as well, monitoring it very closely. 
All right, and we'll keep you guys abreast on that, okay? <laughs> Let's move on to some roster tweaks and practice notes from Wednesday. Let's Travis Oakleck, who showed up and showed out in Baltimore's preseason play, an undrafted rookie tight end. He is no longer a part of the Ravens practice squad. He's getting his first opportunity, Sarah, in the big leagues, if you will. He's signing with the Arizona Cardinals, and he's going to be a part of their 53-man active roster. So good for him. Obviously, I, th I think some folks, just based on some of the tweets that I saw, were upset to see this. Uh, but it was a luxury to have a guy like that based on what he did in the preseason. And, hey, for his sake, you know, we'll see. And then Ben Mason, by the way, was this, the corresponding signing. What were you saying? Whatever, whatever happened to what's his bucket? Why am I forgetting his name? Um, who got who asked for a release from Arizona and people were talking about whether he'd sign here? Did he Zach ever Ertz. sign with anybody? Yeah, Zach Ertz. Did he ever sign with anybody? Zach Ertz is still free agent. He's still out there. He and uh, <laughs> he, Justin Houston, Adama Kasu are all <laughs> looking for work right now and they want, want they want work where they can win a Super Bowl. So they all want to be a part of a contender. Surprise, Good luck, surprise. Gentlemen. You know, yeah. we'll see where they end up. But but Ben Mason's back on the practice squad. He's been a familiar name over the years in Baltimore, and Vokalek gets his first opportunity. So hey, that's the kind of reality when you have when you're that stacked in the tight end room, the way the Ravens are. And then just some practice notes: Cordell Woodland from his vantage point, Ravens reporter for 105.7 The fans, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr., Morgan Moses, Ronald Darby, and Jalen Armour Davis will all not seen at Wednesday's practice. We don't have. An official report from the team, by the way, until Thursday, later today, I should say, by the time this is out, um, because it's a Monday night game, so it's a day later than usual in terms of that report. But, you know, Jeff Zarebek was on top of this. I forgot to add it into Wednesday's morning vault. I don't think we mentioned it. There were some questions circulating the internet about, and here it is right here, and Jeff's mentions at least about Zay. Um, and Jeff said he came out of Sunday's win in Jacksonville with some foot soreness. The team is optimistic that he won't miss any time. John Harbaugh, as you noted, also doubled down on that, saying, no, there's no concern, but he was not seen at Wednesday's practice. So just a little bit of background to that, Bobby, because I, on Tuesday, was also tagged uh, on questions for Zay, and um, they were like, did you see him in a walking boot? I'm like, what are you talking about? Send me a link. So somebody on Reddit had claimed, you know, their brother, you know, how it goes my brother's friends, whatever. They claimed that they had seen Zay Flowers in a walking boot. Um, but so I thought it was nothing because, like, quickly after that came that tweet from Jeff saying, per the Zay Flower questions, because everybody was, those were the rumors that maybe he was in a walking boot. But um, so Jeff came out saying he's got some foot soreness, but optimistic. And then, yeah, the question to John was any concern about his playing status? And they said no. So, Hopefully, all they're doing is giving him some rest because there is some soreness, but you know nothing to uh, get nervous about at this point. And but we'll continue to monitor to see if anything else happens. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay. Good news is, though, that Ronnie Stanley, who obviously was being checked for a concussion or in protocol at some point on Sunday night, he was practicing Wednesday, and Marcus mm-hmm. Williams, who obviously was real banged up at the end of that first half, enjoyed that breakdown on that play too. That that sort of um, staying, you know, keeping that guy in bounds, which allowed the the Ravens. That was ended up being the last play in the first half, and Marcus was a big, big part of that. And then Jacksonville ends up going into the half with a goose egg. But anyway, he came up kind of dealing with a groin issue there. Both of those guys were practicing, so. That is the the positive news there. So no OBJ, no Zay, no Jalen Armour Davis, no Ronald Darby, and no Morgan Moses. Those are all all things that we'll be tracking come Thursday when the official injury report comes out. Anything the else along the lines of yeah? Go yeah, ahead. just the other positive thing is they Hamilton when he was at podium was asked about his knee because we know he wore that knee brace and he's like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. So, <sighs> yeah, he practiced. Everything seems to be okay there. Man, good for him because. Uh, that kind of validates what Roquan said at the podium Sunday night, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. You are a yeah. warrior. Yes, yeah. you, you are a warrior. Other notes, too. Veteran pass rushers, like I, I think I mentioned one of them. Didn't I mention Justin? Yeah, Justin Houston yeah. and Jason Pierre-Paul both cleared waivers according to the waiver wire. They are free agents and free to sign with the team. And then Nadama Kasu, I only threw this in here just because, obviously, he mentioned the Ravens as one of the teams he had been talking to. I want to say that was after the London week, if I'm not mistaken, when he was working with Sky Sports. So it's been well over a month, if not two months since this. But uh, Miami had him in for a visit, and according to Ian Rappaport, it was just a visit. There is nothing imminent related to there. But again, he joined the Eagles very, very, very late down the stretch last year for their Super Bowl run. So that is that. Um, Just in case you enjoy the underdog mentality like Lamar does, the well, I guess this doesn't match up perfectly, but when you're on the road, you're in a hostile environment, and even if you aren't underdogs, according to the sports books, you can feel like one because you're on an island. Anyway, the Ravens are going to be that on Monday night, whether they like it or not, and they've been really good in those environments. An NFL best 6-1 and one record on the road this season. They've allowed the fewest points, just over 14, and yards, just over 270 on the road this season league-wide. And again, as Jamison Hensley notes here on Twitter, they are the favorite to secure that number one overall seed. And if they win the next couple, this would be their final road game of the 2023-2024 season because the playoffs <laughs> would go through Baltimore and then it's a neutral site for the Super Bowl. So just throwing mm. that out there. Oh, that would be lovely. That would be lovely. 
All right, continuing with quick hits. What's this you got on punters here? You got you got punter stats here, Bobby. Yeah, doing this for Pat McAfee, but in this case, it's for uh, it's for Jordan Stout, the second year punter for the Ravens, who all of a sudden has has morphed into a top ten punter. Matter of fact, so we're looking at here, and this is a punt puntalytics is the Twitter account, which is kind of cool. There, week fifteen punter rankings they put together. It's punters on the left hand side of the graph, and on the bottom you got punter EPA uh, versus a uh, what, what is it? P above expected? What's the P stand for? Uh, I have no idea. You pulled in the graph. Shoot. <laughs> percentage above expected? That's got to be what it is. Anyway, Jordan Stout, and I zoomed in on this. Don't worry. We'll come up on it in a second just in case you can't see it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So Jordan Stout, week 15 punter rankings, was the ninth ranked punter. We know that life's been really good here over the years at the punter position with Sam Cook. We know the Ravens hired him in as a consultant for special teams and to work directly with Jordan. And here, here's where he was. I mean, this is not a bad spot to this, be. So this is through 15 weeks or just week 15? That's a good question because the graph says, yeah, this is this has got to be, this is through the season, but he should have said, Instead of just week fifteen punter, yeah. So it's it's through the season, but he makes it seem like it was just week fifteen. Right. But this is through fifteen weeks. All right. So he's number nine. That's pretty good. Yeah. Top ten All punter right. the Ravens have, and it's in year two. So you think about what that that second year draft class is doing for them, especially with Kyle Hamilton playing at a an All Pro level. Pretty good standing there for Eric DaCosta and company. All right, John Harbaugh. Check yeah. out his gift. Give to the the locker room. <laughs> so again, this is from Cordell Woodland, who we already used one of his tweets, 1057 the fan. John Harbaugh gifted the team a pinball machine for Christmas with the note that said, This is a pinball machine. <laughs> According to Marlon Humphrey, apparently a few of the younger guys on the team didn't know what a pinball machine was. That can't be real, right? That make you feel old. How do you not know what a pinball machine is? For real. Come on, guys. Come on now. That what are we doing here? What are we doing here? I like Harbs, though. Learn your, he, he learn your 80s and 90s his video game. Not, I guess it's not even a video game. Just game history here. <laughs> right. Harbs is keeping them. Uh, I wasn't. I was going to say keeping them young, but <laughs> he's not. Educated? <laughs> yeah. Educated. Yeah. Exactly. There we go. Goodness. So I thought, I thought this one was just pretty hilarious. So I can't remember which day it was, but earlier this week, Aaron Rodgers – Went on the Pat McAfee show. As we know, Aaron Rodgers has been training with J.K. Dobbins, both Achilles injuries. Yes. We've been hearing for several months now that Aaron could be could make it back this season. It's like, what the heck? Where's where's that where's that for J.K., right? Well, then Aaron goes on the Pat McAfee show earlier this week, and he's like, guys, I'm not 100%. So, uh, basically, I'm not coming back. So, I just thought this was funny because the ringer – did an article on it and uh, this was their their tweet to kind of like get you to click in it said Aaron Rodgers seemed to convince the Jets he could return from Achilles surgery faster than any player in NFL history believing him cost the Jets their season oof, 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 uh, oof, I'd oof. really like to know more behind that with like what the Jets actually believed because it is true like the fact that they didn't bring Joe Flacco in and I mean listen I mean they they stuck with Zach and maybe they could have tried Zach and and still used Joe, but that's it's crazy. I, you know, Jets fans are like watching the Browns and being like, 
oh my gosh, why didn't we do that? Well, I'll tell you what, Aaron's making it clear that all of a sudden, now that the Jets are out of playoff contention, that that he's not quite there yet in his rehab process. If Zach Wilson and all the other quarterbacks that they had for him this year had kind of you know, held down the fort and kept him at least relevant around 500 football, can we all agree that A-Rod would have been out there and available? <laughs> like, I, I, I can't. I can't agree. I don't know that he really was healthy. I have no idea. I just, just judging by the, the approach that he took, having so, as somebody who listened to pretty much every single one of his interviews on McAfee throughout this season, especially during yeah. the early parts of his rehab, that guy was going to give it a go regardless of – I really feel that way. But yeah, there's obviously maybe. no way to prove it. They, well, well, he, they were he not. Might have, I just don't know that he would have been 100%. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no. No. Gosh, yeah. no. But, uh, really quick, Aaron Schatz, my last thing is uh, Aaron Schatz reported the, that the APL pro team is going to go to 12 starters on each side of the ball. So fullback voting returns, thank goodness. I mean, just, you know, Ricard, Juszczyk, different guys deserve that kind of stuff. And then so on the defensive side to get to the 12th, they're adding a slot cornerback position. So I kind of like that. So, cool. yeah, the AP will, will – uh, Vote on two outside corners and then one slot corner and now the fullback. We'll finish with this from 38-year-old Joe Flacco, who <laughs> had this exchange with one of the Cleveland reporters that I appreciate. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> awards time in the league. Who knows what constitutes as a comeback? I've only played three games. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, right, exactly. Come back from, you know, not going to training camp and busting kids around. I mean, who, who knows, you know? People are going to think. Okay, serious question. Uh, do you have a tiny little bit man crush on Joe Flacco? I knew you were going to ask me that. I knew you were going to ask me that. People, you're going to push this agenda that I'm some sort of uh, Joe Flacco homer, right? I just appreciate the story. I think it's funny. You know, I think it's funny. I think it's great. A great answer. I love Joe. I just, I just know he's on the enemy's team right now. So cleanly shaven. Look out for him. Cleanly shaven. Here he comes. Hey, I respect a good man crush. I respect it. Uh, well, I'm not I against do. it. I just need to know. I'm sure the comment sections will weigh in with their own opinions on that, but let us know. Let us know what you think. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty neutral. Agenda. I just asked a question. I'm pretty neutral. Let's just say that. Oh, I got okay. a few man All crushes right. out there, but <laughs> okay. You know, I'd say JJ Watts, one of them, big fan of him. I, I like JJ. I could but, see that. You know, hey, I've got a few so. girl crushes out there. You just admire them. It's all good. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe Joe and Jason have crushes on us. Who knows? Our returning <laughs> patrons. Thanks to Joe Bonzel and Jason Barrett for supporting us through Patreon this month. We appreciate you guys. And if you're interested in doing the same, visit patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast. We got another game preview episode coming up this week. Looking forward to having actually a fellow Blue Wire podcaster, Kyle Madsen, for the San Francisco perspective. He hosts on ESPN Radio out there in California, and we're looking forward to having that for you coming up later this afternoon. So be on the lookout for that. Special thanks to GEHA for sponsoring this episode. Special thanks to our patrons, and special thanks to all of you. We hope that uh, you and yours are having a great holiday season. We're going to have pre- and post-game shows on Christmas night. And actually, it's going to feel like we can actually sort of have a legit Christmas weekend entering into that night. So I'm excited yeah. for some days here. I'm going to get home later this week. And I know you're probably gearing up for everything you guys have going on this weekend, too. 
It's going to be a blast. All right, guys. We appreciate you for my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison. I'm Man Crush Joe Flacco, Bobby Trossett, signing <laughs> off from this one. It's your Thursday morning vault. That will certainly to be continued later. <laughs>